When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, baseball family. In today's episode, we're going to talk minor league baseball, Korean baseball, and then we're going to give out our ridiculous awards of 2020 right here. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Baseball family, we're really glad you're here with us today. We hope you had an excellent Thanksgiving holiday for those of you who do that thing. Some of you do Friendsgiving, some of you don't do it at all. But either way, baseball persists, and that is why we are here. Brad is with me, right, Brad? <laughs> yes, I am. I am with you. <laughs> Thanks, man. We are going to talk about baseball tomorrow today, and we're very excited. Uh, first things first, minor league baseball has begun its massive and tectonic shifting. We all knew it was coming, but now we get to see what it's going to look like. Mountains are forming and valleys are or falling, or whatever the analogy there is, and we get to see specifically in the mountainous region of the Midwest or the Mountain West, the Pioneer League is now going to be a partner league, right, Brad? That's right. Yeah, and it was actually something I, I sent to you today because I mean we've talked about it before. Connection to the Orem Owls, yep. Um, and so they are directly affected by this. Um, it's becoming what's called a partner league. And part of this massive shift that we've talked about is that these, these minor league affiliates are now just are going to be independent, yep. but it looks like major league baseball isn't just dropping these teams. They're not sending them out in the cold. Um, I, you know, like the, uh, I feel like the pioneer league now that, like I said, the partner league has probably gotten the best deal out of everybody here. Um, because they're going to be getting yeah. funding for the first year for electronic scouting equipment. Uh, they're going to figure out a plan to get those players from the from the partner league integrated into actual minor league baseball and with major league organizations, which I think is awesome. And it's all eight teams from the Pioneer League. Yeah. Um, the only change that we're going to see is that the Ormals will no longer be the Ormals. They're moving. But that's been something that's been talked about for Gosh, at least four years. At now. least, yeah. Where do have there been any announcements about where they're moving? I saw something that said Northern Colorado. I Northern Colorado. Okay. Yeah, because before it was Pueblo. Um, yeah. It, it sounded like the city backed out of that agreement. They decided not to. But what it is is, they play on a dry campus, so they can't sell alcohol, and that's really like the big money maker in minor league baseball. Yeah. So they want to go somewhere that where they can do that, and it makes sense. It makes it sense. It makes it easier to run the team when you're making the money. So yeah. Right, I get yeah, it <laughs> absolutely. Well, and they're going to. Um, the The thing I like about this is that there is, like you said, this procedure. This mm-hmm. there's a it's a stepping stone. It's an olive branch, I guess, uh, to say yeah. you know we're not cutting you off completely. Maybe because of public outcry, maybe because it's bad form. I don't really know. <laughs> maybe there's no ethic involved at all. Maybe it's purely business. But either way, this is good optics. This is good for baseball. Um, and, mm-hmm. and we might, you know, let's be careful not to be lulled to sleep by this olive branch as a public. Um, right. Because I, I can see this quickly becoming, 
you know, okay, we do this for the contractually obligated three years or four years, whatever it ends up being, where they're getting to be a partner league and then they just quietly fritter away. Um, mm-hmm. And nobody's making noise about it because they're going to do it one partner league at a time and it becomes isolated and it's geography. Um, the fan base gets isolated, you know, then the public outcry is isolated. Whereas what we've seen up and leading up to these decisions has been very, very public and very, very loud. So we're going to try and stay on top of it for you, but, but do your own research and figure out how this is, this type of thing might be affecting your area and, and your local baseball. Yeah, That's for sure. And there's, there's definitely like, there's the New York Penn league is going to be what's called a prospect league. It's the, it's a MLB draft league is what they're going to call it. And that that actually is what I consider I would consider that lower than even um, the partner league because the partner league to me feels like guys who are out of school who didn't get drafted who need a little bit more development before they go into a major league organization at some level right um, so that's what that feels like but a but a prospect league is to me I mean I should probably look it up because it is a thing this isn't something new that's being created with the New York Penn League. Um, no, no, no. But this it, sounds a lot like what the independent league has been mm-hmm. for a long time. And, I, you know, it it's just not what, what this is all is. To me, this all sounds like rebranding. We're going to call it something it, else because the rookie league, right, this partner league, mm-hmm. it really just replacing yeah. rookie ball. That's all it is. And we all know what rookie ball is. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and we had talked about we've been talking about this for months, too, that rookie yeah. ball is going to is likely what's going to go. Um, the Appalachian League actually is advanced A, is high A, and that's gone too. That's that's going to be a wood bat league, a yeah. collegiate wood bat league. And actually, I'm doing I did a quick Google search, and prospect league is actually the same thing. A uh, college so wood bat league. Yeah, so you've got two new wood bat leagues. Prospect oh. leagues though are like higher level. Like if you want to go play wood bat league and you have a team that will take you on, like that's fine. You but could, prospect league, do from what I understand, is those are the guys who are like first, second, third rounders who are going. The competition is better. Right. Or you're no longer in college. Yes. Yep. That makes sense. This would be, this would be the stepping stone from like elite wood bat leagues, like mm-hmm. elite adult rec bat leagues. Or I mean, I say rec, but they're still competitive leagues. But <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? It's like so this. Like, it's, it's like it would like be a step up. You've got the Cape Cod. You've got the Cape Cod League, which is like one of the top of like the best of the best wood bat leagues. Okay. Um, they're not, they're not considered prospect baseball. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, so the Savannah bananas, then they're going to stay in this college collegiate. Yeah, they'll wood they'll bat still league. be, they'll still be wood bat. Yeah. Collegiate wood bat. Yeah. Yeah. That. Okay. Just for sure. Touching back on stuff that we've talked about in the past, the, the making bacon, the Portland pickles, right. All of those names. They're I do the best t- names. I love them. They're so they fun. are. <laughs> well it cool. does so the question is does that how much freedom does this afford these these leagues that are getting some new autonomy now that they're not under the the heel of major league baseball as it were well i mean they can do whatever they want you see independent ball do kind of zany stuff i mean the saint paul saints had railroad tracks going through their out their outfield for years <laughs> yeah for sure you know that's not something you would ever see in an affiliated minor league baseball stadium no and I don't think you would ever see what the Savannah Bananas do with those all yellow uniforms. You see some zany stuff, 
I can't believe I just used the word zany, but you see some some crazy stuff in minor league baseball, but you don't see all yellow uniforms or like kilts. The, yes, or kilts. The Savannah Bananas played in kilts. They they still do. I think they play a game every year in kilts. Unreal. I can't yeah, imagine it's, that. It's unreal. <laughs> they got the compression shorts on underneath, and it's like, oh man, that's it though. <laughs> yeah, drafty and sliding. Oh man. <laughs> I would re- reminds me of the reminds me of the quote from uh League of Their Own. Like you expect me to squat behind the plate wearing that thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well and then there's one where one of them slides, you see her leg all torn up. Like that's my first thought with a that's right. with a kilt. <laughs> yeah. Yuck. No way. Yeah, but it's it's entertaining. Here we are. Neither of us have ever seen this in first person first first hand. We've never seen it in person. And we're talking about it. It's that's how exciting mm-hmm. it is. That's how dynamic it is. So that's why I say I wonder what sort of license these teams will take now that they're not under the oppressive thumb of this affiliated <laughs> minor league system. I don't know. I just, yeah. Well, and you know. and you know what? Now that now that Major League Baseball has lightened its influence on minor league baseball to some degree, um, maybe it won't be such an oppressive thumb. Maybe that's the reason that it was is mm-hmm. that minor league baseball was like we have to follow these standards to make sure that we maintain affiliation with major, major league baseball and now if i was the commissioner of minor league baseball i'd be like well they can clearly just throw us to the wind anyway just do what you want i don't care yeah as long as it brings in fans and brings in money let's do it that's right that's what i would say that's what i would say too for them i mean maintain the integrity of the game right but yeah yeah fan experience all the way around just like shake it up so for for mm-hmm. those of you listening who may be decision makers in these in these board meetings like come on man <laughs> let's do this we need right. it call what's his face in the yellow tuxedo down in savannah he'll tell you what to do <laughs> yep. yep yep it's good so let's talk about the reds the the cincinnati reds are looking to upgrade shortstop and we talked about this a little bit a couple weeks ago but Francisco Lindor, I think, was the focus of our conversation, but now it yeah, looks we were like trying to find a landing spot for Lindor. Yeah, but well, let's try now. Let's try and plug this hole in Cincinnati rather than find a landing spot for Lindor. Obviously, he's going to be on the list. There's no way to avoid that. But yeah, there's a lot of other names. Didi is the best option, or excuse me, the most surprising one. I can't believe they're going to let him leave Philly. I can't believe they let him leave New York. Just being honest. So. No, I I can't figure that out either. I can't figure that out with Philly. It's like all of a sudden Philly has no money. Right. Like, I know the owner said, well, we took substantial losses because of the pandemic. Yeah, so did everybody else. Everybody took substantial losses because of the pandemic. It does. You cannot claim poor when other teams are like, we'll pony up the money. Yeah. It does feel like in, I don't know, 60 or, or not 60 days. I'm talking like a year, year and a half. So the embezzlement lawsuit's going to come out or something like that. <laughs> We're like, oh, mm, that's oh, why they yeah, got rid of Dee Dee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Could be. But a, a couple interesting names that I saw in here were Marcus Simeon um, and Drelton Simmons mm. and also Trevor Story. Trevor Story. Some other guys that I saw were interesting on here. Brig, I want to know, the, who do you think is actually the best fit for this spot? Who do you so, think would fit best in Cincinnati? So, culturally, I think that Andrelton Simmons is the best fit from just the limited cultural understanding I have of this of the Reds. Be, mm-hmm. And I say that because he has lots of personality and would not – he could go down to – he could go to Cincinnati and be whoever he wants to be. It wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. 
Um, and I think that he's wanted to do that. He just needs the right, you know, culture to fit into. So I think that culturally, I would love to see Simmons in this spot. That, to me, that would be the best fit. And he, all of these names are they're they're all incredibly talented guys. You're not going to have a problem yeah. delivering on the investment with any of these guys. I mean, injury prevented. Knock on wood. But you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like this this is a great list. So I don't know. I think cultural is that the next thing is culture and lifestyle and you know things like that. And I would I think Simmons would be have a lot of fun there. Yeah, I think I think he would. Honestly, like I said a couple of years ago about the Reds, you've never seen a team have so much fun losing. Right. They did the Reds a couple of years ago. <laughs> and then this year they were better. You know, they made the playoffs and they were over five hundred making the playoffs. Yeah, uh, and they they maintained that that tight clubhouse. Uh, but the guy who I think would actually be really good for them is Trevor Story. Mm-hmm. He'd be my number two. But go ahead, um, tell anywhere us anywhere he. I feel like anywhere he might lack defensively, that everybody around him will fill those holes because the Reds are a fantastic defensive team. Yeah, pitching that's true. defense, they are amazing. But what they need is a guy who can hit. Yep. And Trevor Story has had a thirty twenty season where you know we're thirty home runs, twenty stolen bases, and it's like that's exactly what you need. Yeah, you need a guy who can get up and clear the bases because those guys can get on, but they they have trouble driving them in. They don't hit home runs, so that's not how they're going to get them in there. But he he's a guy who has exactly what you need him to do. So yeah. I think Trevor Story is the guy for them. Oh. I think he's the one who fills that spot perfectly. I like that. Like I said, he'd have been my number two pick, and for exactly the reasons you've stated. So. Yep, I dig it. I dig it a lot. What What awesome. do you think will actually happen, though? Um, I think <laughs> it's too bad that's got to be a different question, right? <laughs> yeah. Um i I think you're right. Though. I think Andrelton Simmons will come. Okay. Um, yeah, because I don't think he's a guy who demands way too much money. I don't think they're going to want to give up the assets that it takes to get that it's going to take to get Lindor. I don't think they're going to want to pay Didi Gregorius. Um, I mean, Marcus Simeon might be another guy. He's pretty good offensively. He's he's not Trevor Story, but he's like Trevor Story light, right? He is Trevor Story light. Yep, I like that. that he's he's not like wildly that. he's not super consistent, but he's good enough. Yeah, he, he's an upgrade from what they had, and he'll get the job done. He could be another guy who they could bring in, um, kind of on a budget. I would think you're right, man. Relatively speaking, that's, that's a really cool idea. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. All right. Last, last topic before we jump into a break, our first break, I am sporting, I'm sporting my NC (laughs) dinos shirt tonight, man, because they, they, they won. They took the whole thing, dude. They parked the ship in the harbor. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) The coast God cutter. (laughs) <laughs> That's right. I'm so excited. <laughs> I can't even. And then, so just when I thought I could not be more excited that we picked the championship team before they even started this whole thing, and with admittedly our one of our very first introductions to Korean baseball, like truly way mm-hmm. deeper than ever before. Um, I mean that that alone has been triumphant and and awesome. But then, but then when you see this trophy. <laughs> so we <laughs> i i think i think the trophy is amazing so it's keep in mind it's not the actual like korean series trophy what no. this is is this is a sword 
Okay, so this trophy, it's it's a giant sword. It's it a is a big huge sword. <laughs> sword. It's like a and it's sick. amazing. And what it is, so I actually did, I looked into this some. Okay. So NC Dinos, okay. The NC Dinos are owned by a video game company called NC Soft. Right, right. And NC Soft makes this game called Lineage, and that is like the main sword or like the big, oh, the big sword item from the game and so they had that made and gave it to them as their as their trophy it's like they got the korean series trophy like okay cool boring Thanks, let's man. put that aside let's get the sword out <laughs> fellas oh my gosh oh so, so excited they get and you see their faces when they get to pull the sword out and they're hoisting it and it's in the air everybody's holding it up in the air like he-man yes i was like awesome. exactly like he-man i was like wow this is way more exciting than then what did oh, Rob yeah. Manford call it? A piece of metal? <laughs> the, the piece of metal. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> Such an idiot. And, and the piece of metal itself, the commissioner trophy, is dangerous with those flags on top. Yes. But it's not like wielding a sword. No. A legendary video game sword. So cool. <sighs> I mean, man, that's pretty cool. Talk about talk about what baseball might need to learn from the KBO, Major League yeah, Baseball. No kidding. Got some room to make up. All right, baseball family, we're gonna we're gonna take a league, or take a league. What I just read that word, I guess. We're gonna take a break, and then we're gonna come back and talk about our ridiculous awards. That's right, we have our own awards show, and you're gonna get it right here when we come back. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jacks. I don't care if I never get back with me. Root, root, root for the home. If they don't win, it's a shame. For it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game shop kids baseball shirts at nineplusss.com welcome back baseball family so brig mentioned that we are going to be giving out awards today we figured it was enough time removed from the regular season that we had a chance to evaluate some things that we saw and give out what we're going to be calling our ridiculous awards. We yep. each have five awards to give out. And, uh, Brig, let's go ahead and start with your first one. What's your first award? Well, I mean, I feel like you put me in a box by saying regular season. So, Okay, sorry. Gotta... <laughs> yeah, go ahead with the postseason as well. I... That's just fine. Thank you, because I got some playoff stuff that, that happens here, and I'm going to start there. Um, I I'm going to lead with the best fan moment. Okay, the best fan moment of the entire 2020 MLB season was when Rob Manfred is speaking <laughs> and delivering. <laughs> The trophy at the end, at the end of the world series. Piece of metal, series. as he refers to it. And he get what? The piece of metal, yeah. The piece of metal, as he refers to. And it. he gets booed mercilessly. <laughs> that was the best fan moment of the whole 2020 experience. Way to go! I literally tipped my cap. You guys nailed it. Thank you. They did, and. <laughs> And like spur of the moment too. Who would have thought that they would have had their wits about themselves at the end of the World Series to like, oh that guy, boo! 
<laughs> yeah, no, I thought that was awesome. That was fantastic. I that's a great that's a great award. Thanks, great award, man. Rick. That's Very my, well done. My fan best fan moment. All right, you what's what? Go ahead. What's one of yours? Okay, so I'm just I was going to save this one for a little bit later, but I'm going to um, piggyback on that a little bit, and I'm going to go with my MIP. My most incompetent person. <laughs> oh, man. Whoa. Rob Manfred yes! wins most incompetent person. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> With his handling of season, like, from start to finish, start to finish of this whole mess, of his handling of the negotiation of the season, um, you know, saying something about, like, oh, we're, we're going to start the season. Then the owner's getting his ear. What's that? Oh, No. We're not sure. I'm being told we're not sure. You know, that yeah. it's like, come on now. Figure it out. Learn public relations for crying out loud. And learn how to negotiate. Don't just have the owners with their hands up your back going, you know, talking for you. It, yep. It's insane. And then all the way through to the end for not having a, a protocol specific for a player who has a positive test come back in the middle of a game or has an inconclu- inconclusive test when the game starts. Let's 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 leave it at that right there. That's what I said. I because, said figure it out. Like I w- I was so mad about that. I was like, okay, if this had happened in August, you could have known for the World Series, but you've got to know that it's going to happen at some point. Yep, exactly. You've got to, you're going to have a test come back inconclusive, and you've got to have a procedure for it. You said that you had, what, they had like 100 pages or something like that of procedures? You've got to have it. It's got to be in there. It seems like a no-brainer. Rob Manfred, most incompetent. Okay, Brig, what's your next award? So my next award is going to go to the worst pitching. Mm. Yeah, I got to go. I got to go with a Razzie here, and I'm I'm really sorry I have to do this, but it's astonishing. A combined ERA, team-wide a combined ERA of 6.04. Yikes. Yikes. And that, I was doing some research, is one of the worst in 150 years of baseball. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, I was like, so I can't. Bad. Should I rag on these guys? I don't know. Then I was like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) And it was this year's Detroit Tigers pitching staff. And I was like, come on, guys. (laughs) That's just so bad. And then I I was sitting there thinking like, well, yeah, I haven't heard anything about Detroit all season long. Like, Every year, there's a handful of teams that crop up that get loud, right? For one reason mm-hmm. or another, there's there's they make more noise, they get more press, they whatever, something. It's a player, it's a moment, it's a commissioner being ridiculous. It's something. <laughs> but, but it's I, I, I often fail to remember the teams that I don't remember, right? Because they're yeah. they're doing nothing or they're so bad that they're trying to hide and I just can't let that happen. <laughs> I'm so I sorry. That, I think you're right. <laughs> trying to hide. Well, and, and I remember back when we talked about the season wrap up, we talked about how the, the Cardinals played one last game and then we were trying, I was trying to figure out who it was missed out on that game. It ended up being the Tigers. It's like Tigers don't need to play another game. Just let them go. <laughs> let them go. It's fine. They end up with a seven ER, seven point three zero three ERA. If they played that other game. 
<laughs> oh my god, crazy. that's so bad. That Worst is so pitching bad. of 2020, Detroit. Just all of it. Just all wow. of Detroit. I'm sorry. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Well, okay. What's your next one? All right. My next one is best camera angle. Whoa. So, <laughs> I try. I tried to watch as much as much baseball as I could this year because I wanted to get like basically just like binge watch baseball during the short amount of time that we had it. Yeah. Um, and the first place I saw this was actually Seattle, which you know would make sense since I watch them pretty much every day. Um, yep. But they had these really cool angles where they took like the NFL fly cam. You know, it's over the field that they took from the XFL. Yep. Um, they had that. They had they had a camera on a wire that was going down the third base line. Right. So like, so you could see out into right field, and what it would do is, if there was a runner on third, they would pace the camera with the same speed as the runner and you could a get a good idea of how fast the guy was going and b you could watch the play unfold especially if it was a ball to right field it was awesome watching yeah. watching the player run and then see the ball come in real time it was it was so cool and then the other one that they did they implemented it a little bit later into the season i think they were about a month in they put a rolling camera on top of the first base dugout right so it was the same yeah. idea but it was a lower angle so you're down closer to the field and get a little bit different experience with that. Yeah. So the fly cam, the roll cam, those were awesome. Completely new to me for baseball, at least. That yeah. I, I don't feel like anybody's ever done that before. And it was, a, it was a really cool, really cool experience, really cool viewing experience. Totally different than anything we've ever had before. I think it needs to stick around to some degree. I know that rolling camera won't stick around because of fans. But if that fly cam can stay around, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it was really pretty cool. cool. We've you and I talked offline about it a bunch of times, and it's it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, loved it. <clears throat> All right. All right, let's go one more each, and then we'll take a break. That's what I was thinking. Okay, because what you have two left. Uh, I have th- I have three left. Do I have we three sh- left? <laughs> 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 I don't know. All right, I go one more. Here's the d- here's the deal. I'm going to go with most hmm which one do I want? <laughs> let's go with let's go with most most improved performance. Okay. And it's ridiculous. Don't worry. I'm staying on theme here. <laughs> Francisco Herrera was the most made the most improvement this season than anyone else. Wow, that's that's a deep one. Explain yourself. Okay. Well, most of you may know him as Chico the Clubby mm, in L.A. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I just I like don't it. think we should let it die. <laughs> we just, when he threw out Chris Taylor on a still on a on a tag up opportunity uh-huh. from first to second <laughs> in an intra squad play, mm-hmm. and this this guy, her his name is Francisco Herrera. Chico is what everybody calls him. Gunned him down, and oh from like man. the warning track, from the warning track out in like what is like right center or no, left he, no, center. He was in left field. He was in yeah. Left it was field out and... in left field. Yeah, and he <laughs> and everyone was like, "What?" <laughs> First yeah. of all, he he made the catch. <laughs> he threw a dart all the way, a freaking frozen <laughs> rope all the way to second base, and beat Chris Taylor by a mile. Yeah. And so I did a little bit more research. He hasn't played competitive ball since since college. That has been over 10 years. <laughs> well, uh, 
I was at like, least they, what? At least they have an athletic clubby who can fill in. Yeah, seriously. Because I've seen I've seen some clubbies play. Not to say that I'm in the best athletic shape of my life right now, but I've seen firsthand some clubbies who I don't know if I've ever stepped foot on a baseball field in their life. Sure. Oh yeah. You know, so good on them for having a guy who can play, much less a guy who can gun down a big leaguer on a on a tag play. Yeah. So that was pretty yeah, exciting. No, I shouldn't I let did it go. Forget about about Chico. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was just How amazing. <laughs> It's one of the that's best awesome. stories of the whole season, I think. Oh, for sure. Yeah, tons of fun. That, that's yeah. awesome. I love loving it. All right, one more from you. Okay. My next one is I've got to give a social media award to whoever runs the Twitter account for the Cleveland Indians. <laughs> because they have the best social media team in baseball. Like, they're amazing. So... This this is and this honestly is not something that's new to me. This is something that I've I've like loved for years following yeah. following teams on Twitter. Like right, it, right, they right, didn't right. just suddenly get a, an intern in who was like hilarious. No, they've had like a team doing really well for a while. And just to, just to like give you a few. First, you got um, October nineteenth after the Braves blew their three one lead. Uh, to I believe to the Dodgers. Oh, yeah, oh, that yeah. Been, yeah. <laughs> the three one support group meets on Tuesdays, Braves fans. <laughs> and uh let's see here. Somebody said what was it? Somebody said something about Are the Yankees hosting this year or something oh, like that? Oh no, it was it was are the are the Warriors yeah, I'm sure the Warriors will be bringing snacks. <laughs> they responded, It's our turn actually. <laughs> and somebody said Thank goodness. What should I bring? Just your pain. We'll send over the agenda. Like, <laughs> such great responses. Oh yeah. So it's it's so it's so good. Just they don't just leave the tweet and just like leave it. They actually respond with with really great responses. Here's another one. This is actually from just last week, November twenty November twenty third. Said yeah. reply and retweet. Reply and retweet this if you want a PS5. And there's like a whole string of people just like, oh my gosh, I would love a PS5. There's girls, oh my gosh, give me a PS5 because I then I won't have to buy one for my boyfriend. And um, somebody says, please, I would love one so so much. And they said, us too. Stinks that they're sold out. Such a troll tweet to get about. Oh my gosh, the Indians are giving away a PS5. No, they're just no <laughs> wanting interaction. They That's just, all. They just. Do you want one? Yeah, we do too. And somebody said, uh, Justin Lafferty said, "Note that this tweet does not indicate you can win a PS5." And they said, "Justin, please, we just we just need the retweets." <laughs> Knock it off. Quit being practical. <laughs> so, if you're looking for a good follow on Twitter, follow the Cleveland Indians. You will not regret it. Um, yeah, I've I've loved that account for years now, and it continues to be outstanding. So good, and so funny. So that's great. But anyways, let's go ahead and take one more break. When we get back, we're each going to give our last two ridiculous awards, and you will want to stick around for these. I promise you. <laughs> the designated hitter, the infield fly. A ground rule double. The dropped third strike. To some, these seem like strange things. To you, these are just baseball things. Shop the Baseball Things collection 
at 9plusus.com. All right, baseball family, welcome back. We're going to wrap this up with our final two awards each. Now, remember, these are ridiculous awards, and Brad is going to Brad is going to lead us off with whatever his ridiculous awards are. We're still laughing about everything else. <laughs> we hope you <laughs> <Jeez>. are too. <laughs> All right, so um, my fourth one, and this is really no particular order. There's no ranking hierarchy here. But this is the fourth award I'm giving out today. Um, it's, it's the best or the biggest steal. Mm. Um, you know, we saw Mookie Betts stole and gave the nation free tacos, but I don't think that's the biggest steal that we saw this year. The biggest steal that we saw was the 2017 Houston Astros continuing (laughs) to get away with it. Um, they, they stole signs, they cheated, they won a world series in 2017, and there was no punishment levied against any of those players. The piece of metal, as again we refer to by according to Rob Manfred, was not taken away because <laughs> of the cheating scandal. There were no repercussions against any players because, as Rob Manfred said, the hum- the humiliation will be enough for them to deal with. And guess what? There wasn't any. There was none. The only punishment was Joe Kelly throwing a couple of baseballs at guys. That was it. He hit Alex Bregman, who, by the way, took it like a man. He did. He, had some choice words for Carlos Correa, and then there was, there was word more words. The bench is cleared, and then Joe Kelly of all people was suspended. But there were still no Astros players suspended for sign stealing in 2017. After everything came out, all the evidence, GM or Vice President of Baseball Operations, manager fired. No punishment for players. Biggest steal of the season remains, and probably will remain for the foreseeable future the 2017 Houston Astros. Oh, thank you. You deserve a round of applause, good sir. <laughs> thank you. That is a terrific award, and uh, we might just go on a, carrying this banner forever. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel so personally affected by it. That's all. That's all. <laughs> he said through clenched teeth. Well done. Yes, sir. And for our 2021 season steal of the century, <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. That's gonna be that's gonna be a ridiculous word every single year. It, biggest steal maybe continues it be. to be the year is 2025. The biggest yeah, steal continues 20, to be 2025. The Baseball Together <laughs> podcast brings you the ridiculous <laughs> awards steal of the year: the 2017 Houston Astros. <laughs> that's exactly how it's I love be. it. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, perfect. All right. All right, Brig. What you got? My The fourth one I will bring up, again, like you said, I like that you said no particular order. That's how I feel. This one I feel really strongly about, though. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, come, the comeback. The comeback player of 2020, Brad. Okay. <laughs> the comeback player of 2020 is... Is Giancarlo Stanton. <laughs> okay. Be- <laughs> because. Because. Okay. Mm, listen. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me why. <laughs> this is his line through the regular season. 250, 387, and 500. <laughs> in, 
in uh, what is it? Twenty three, twenty three games. Twenty three games. <laughs> and then it's like he 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 missed time, but it, I mean like that's only what half the barely more than half the season, which yeah is you know relative. There are a lot of guys missed half the season this year. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Take his but, side. But he hit. Well, no. No. I'm. I'm just saying that it's not like you're not saying comeback player of the year. But, sorry. Go ahead and finish, and then I'll say what I was gonna say. Go ahead. No. I'm sorry don't say you. what you were gonna say. <laughs> Knock it off. No. <laughs> In that 23 game period, doing what we pay him to do, we the royal we, he hit four home runs. Okay. <laughs> now. <laughs> In the playoffs, though, <laughs> in the playoffs, he went 316-381 and a 1.381 at the plate. <laughs> in, in, <laughs> in five games. How many home runs did he hit, Brig? Four, Brad. <laughs> he hit four home runs. See, that's what I was going to say. It's not that he went anywhere. A lot of guys missed as many games as he did. It's that he was just MIA on the field. Oh, <laughs> do you want to look at his fielding statistics? Well, he was he was there. He didn't oh, miss sure. an extended period of time. He didn't miss the entire season to come back from. It's that he came back from being missing while he, he was found. From, he came back from being bad is what he did. <laughs> he came back from almost violating his contractual obligation to be a member of the New York Yankees is what he did, Brad. Yep. Okay. No, that, that's what I'm saying. Jeez. He's just, just kind of wandering around at Yankee Stadium, and then finally the postseason shows up. Oh, we're playing baseball? He we decided to play baseball? Okay. Do you think he was there at the stadium? I think he's with Tanning Salon or something. I don't know what he was doing. Maybe making sure, <laughs> More. maybe making sure them pointy eyebrows was just perfect before he put More on his likely. helmet. And you couldn't see it anyway. <laughs> More like you know that reminds me of another Yankees player that did nothing but wander around and elusively, also with intense eyebrows. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about Jacoby Ellsbury for a minute. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe. yeah, that guy, man. There you go. But at least, yeah. at least John Carlo came back and hit four home runs in five games of the playoffs. I yeah. still don't know where to send Jacoby the Christmas card this year. I still have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the I Yankees used to know, know either. I used to know. Yeah, they don't know where he is. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> okay, that's a good there one, Brig. Go. I like What's, that. That's a good thanks, award. man. All right. Do you want to go first? Do you want to take your last one, or do you want me? Okay, to I will one? take. I will take my last one. Um, make sure I'm getting the right one here. Um, okay, here we go. This is the best celebration. Okay, this <laughs> is right. the best celebration I saw all season, and it was Mookie Betts's borderline pornographic celebration <laughs> during the World <laughs> Series. <laughs> And every time, for some reason, Fox had to show it when he stood on second base. And I'm not going to do it because this is a family show. It's a family um, show. But they always showed it. And then going into a break, they would continue to show it again and again and again in slow motion. And I was just like, my son is sitting here with me. <laughs> the only time I have ever seen that motion was, A, at a high school dance, and B... In a rap video, 
Right. And the reason I saw it at high school dance is because it was all over rap videos. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my gosh, that's for cable TV, not network this TV. Is, this is cable TV only. But on the other hand, I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. And I looked forward to it every time he was on base because I knew I was going to have to see it and, it and just laugh every single time. Well, and I happened so a lot, so that wasn't it, even a problem. It did happen a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but no, it was, it was so funny though. By far the best celebration I'd seen all season. You know, yeah. there was the Bellinger where he uh, where he dislocated his shoulder, which was funny, but it was no Mookie Betts. Yeah, so. you're right. Yep, that's a good one, <laughs> so. man. That's Thanks. a that's a really <laughs> borderline <laughs> pornographic. Well, you know what sells in this country. You know. It does. It just yeah, does. it's true. It's true. And so, you know, I'm surprised that the ratings were not better during the World Series because of that. You would think that, you know. Right. Go, correlation would lead to causation, but I don't know. I guess not, <laughs> I guess not this time. And then, wait, stop it. This is, this is a family-friendly show, Brad. You can't think that hard. Look at you. Yeah. Getting all high-minded on us. What was that? Freaking Marcus Aurelius? Go away. No. <laughs> Just all right. <clears throat> All right, Brick. What's your last one here? My last one, I'm calling it the Pinata Award. <laughs> okay. It's bad. Who's the Pinata this year? So we're in Oakland. Imagine you're in Oakland, you're in the Coliseum, and you know, you're on the third base line, and you're just, just beyond third base, and you know there's no net anymore. Or ever. There probably has never been one there. There's no yeah, net there. there. And yeah. uh and and Cattell Marte hits a foul ball that pretty intense one actually. And it, here it comes floating into your seat. You know, you're a handful of rows back. You're not paying attention. And then you remember you're a teddy bear and it's okay. And you get <laughs> cracked in the face. <laughs> Just sitting there, unable to defend yourself. <laughs> that's that was my that was my number five <laughs> the, the ten, and we we got to show a video of this right did you no, do you have the video up i'll send it to you if you don't yeah I'll, I'll get it on there yeah like you don't realize the punishment that fans can take until you see an inanimate object take it for you that's right um, like the teddy bear, there were several signs. There was somebody, there's somebody's um, like cardboard cutout in LA, uh, in LA, LA. At Dodger Stadium that was decapitated multiple times because it kept getting hit. Yeah. And it's like, well, that could happen to you <laughs> if you don't it's get out right. of the way or pay attention. Or pay attention. Or if Major League Baseball doesn't extend the nets. Yes. Which we've been saying for a long time now. Hashtag extend the nets. But listen, <laughs> this teddy bear has never been the same. I promise. Oh, it's a life-size no. teddy bear. It's a full-size teddy bear. Literally, this thing is huge. And and if you if you want to know why you should pay attention at a ball field, it's a pretty good example. <laughs> Here, how about this? We have a couple life-size teddy bears in our house. Um, who Are you one of them, Brad? You? Just honest. <laughs> No, I'm. I, I do not. I, I guess it could be considered life size teddy bears. So that means we have three. <laughs> but, but the punishment those things take from our four year old, like I can't imagine what a line drive would do to it because I've seen what she can do to them. A line yeah. drive, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll get it well, up there so you can see. But for those of you wondering, the teddy bear's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. 
but it's really important. Anyway, that's my the pinata award. The pinata award. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I love it. That's fantastic. Well, baseball family, let us know some of the ridiculous awards that you would like to hand out this season. You can send us an email through our mailbag. Let us know, or you can just tweet at us at baseball uh, the number two together. I almost said the letter two. Um, today's show go. is brought to you by the letter two. Um, <laughs> Tweet at us at baseball the number together or message us on Facebook with the VIP group, whatever you want to do. That's cool. Um, send us some of your ridiculous awards. We'd like to actually share them on the podcast. We think that would be, I think that'd be a really cool thing that we could yeah. do. And yeah, we'll give we you a shout out, let you let everybody know whose award that was. So send us yeah. your ridiculous awards. Yeah, that'd be great. Don't also don't forget to jump on the shop at nine plus us.com. Again, I'm wearing my NC Dinos baseball together shirt. It says, uh, this is Kachi Yagyu Hey, which is baseball together in Korean. And we've got the the Romanized lettering for those of us who speak English and need the pronunciation. And then we've mm-hmm. got the Korean script as well in the team's color. So we're very excited to bring this to you and uh, more excited about the NC Dinos and celebrating that victory. Brad's first championship season ever. It feels good. <clears throat> so I'll tell you, it feels good. It feels yeah, good to be a champion. I'm glad for you. I really am. <laughs> I think I got Welcome. the fever. I'm going to have higher expectations for the Mariners going forward. Um, yep. yep. So, and you'll follow yeah. those pinstripes all the way across the country. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's easy. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. Um, <laughs> but baseball family for real, don't forget to jump on the shop. 9plusus.com. It's N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com. 9plusus.com. We've got hats, hoodies, shirts, all kinds of stuff, kids stuff, stickers, wall art, you name it, it's there. And it's all baseball-themed apparel for the baseball fan of your life, especially right now leading up to the Christmas season. If you order by December 10th, you will have the opportunity to present that gift to someone under the tree if that is your bag. So that is the deadline, December 10th. Also, a Christmas-themed shirt. Also, we have a Christmas-themed shirt. Our very first. first. Yep. Very first, brought to you by Blackjack Brad himself. That's right. Thank you. Yeah, I did. I did design it. I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, you can see it on the shop. You can search uh, "jingle" or "jingle balls." Yes, jingle, we call it "jingle balls." That's right. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. But baseball family, don't forget to jump on baseballtogether.com. You can watch the podcast. You can listen to the podcast. You can drop an email into our mailbag. We like questions, comments, concerns, snide remarks, whatever you want to send our way. We will give you a shout-out on the podcast, acknowledging your contribution to the show. And don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Let us know what you think about the things that we do. Um, Got a frog in my throat. But you can also subscribe and like on YouTube as well. And Baseball Family, we had a lot of fun with Ridiculous Awards, and we will catch you next week. (music) Thank you.